0: Hello and welcome to Tech First. I'm not in my usual spot. I'm in a hotel in Austin, Texas and I'm sharing something that's also not too usual for Tech First, for my Tech First podcast. I was in Lisbon last week at Web Summit and I did a couple interviews on stage that I want to share with you. This first one that I'm sharing is with a company called Audio Mob and they do some interesting things in games and i interviewed the ceo wilfred obang on stage with the ceo and founder of empire which is a hip-hop music label what's the connection what's interesting there what's the tie-in to metaverse and web3 and yeah nfts as well all that stuff you're going to find out listen up <laughs> I can't believe it. People actually came. You came like three kilometers all the way from the Altis Arena. Thank you. This is awesome. We're going to have some fun. We have some great people to chat with. Why don't we start with you, Ghazi. 30-second intro. You, your company.
1: Uh, my name is Ghazi. I'm from San Francisco. Company's name is Empire. We're a full-service music company, uh, record label distributor and publisher and uh, Very much entering the web 3 space as well.
0: So low-key for such a cool space hip-hop and web 3 and all that stuff Wilfred 30 seconds you your company.
2: Yeah, so I'm Wilfred. I'm co-founder of audio mob We bring audio ads into mobile games So if anyone's ever got annoyed by those video ads that block you we basically replace those with audio ads That allow you to continue to play your game or interact with your app. Now kick us off Wilfred,
0: I mean anybody who's over 40 and has listened to radio knows that hey audio ads have been around for a while, maybe a hundred years or so. What's cool? What's new? What's different right now about what
2: you're doing? Yeah, like you said John, audio advertising has been around since 1893 um, so they used to have like um, newspapers in Budapest where you could basically uh, ring in and get interactive content. I think now the difference is two things. Um, A lot of what you guys are very used to on radio is now moving digital. So I think that's the first thing, So and and now we're actually able to track actually the effects of audio ads. A lot of times before, when you're on radio, it was a lot of guesswork of who's in the car, where they're travelling to. Now we're able to track like listen-through rates, so how much people are listening to, if they're engaging with the actual ad content and clicking through onto it. And I think the second thing that's really driving this whole audio change where you're seeing all of these apps like Clubhouse and et cetera, is people are realizing audio doesn't need as much um, intrusive data. So a lot of what we do is privacy first. A lot of audio companies are kind of used to not knowing every little detail about every one of you, using stuff like device ID. So they're able to use stuff like contextual targeting in place of that. So I think those two things are the big driver as to why we're seeing this uh, new ecosystem. Ghazi,
0: what's the connection with you? It's kind of interesting. You run a hip hop label, you do some cool stuff. We're gonna get into some of your business model stuff in a bit. What's the connection between you and audio ads? Well, there's always been a big synergy between music and gaming. And if I can run ads
1: in app or in the game, it's, it's a tremendous marketing tool for us. I was just meeting uh, with someone else now where we were talking about doing in audio ads in podcast. And so there's just, there's just a tremendous amount of
0: uh, lean back penetration that you can do with an audio ad. You have a different business model than a lot of music labels. Talk about that briefly. Well, traditional record labels are primarily um, royalty based deals
1: and deals by which artists give up a significant amount of their ownership to the label. In our model, most of our deals are joint ventures. So they're JVs. Uh, Where we have an equal rev share with the artist, and a lot of our deals are license-based, not ownership-based.
2: Interesting. How's that relevant to you, Wilfred? So I think on our side, we—I always say internally—I can't be like, for game development is art, and but the monetization of it is science. Like we all want to enjoy the art, um, all of this free-to-play content, but we also these game developers and app developers in general need a way to monetize it. And I think for us, the important thing is to not doing that in an annoying way. So it's a bit like a Nigel can give, is like if you're at the Louvre and then every two seconds you are trying to look at a painting, someone's sticking an ad in front of you, it's quite annoying. But if you had something that was in the background where you can consume it, um, that's a bit different. So I think for us, it's being able to advertise. You'll never say, we'll never say like, oh, um, advertising is the best thing to slice bread. But we know it's necessary for people to be able to generate money and for us to enjoy these free to play experiences. Ghazi, let's talk a little bit about
0: gaming and artists. You taught me something in our prep call, and you taught me something about artists and how they use gaming and how they they love gaming, and how that actually helps them connect with fans. There's there's always
1: been a big synergy between gaming and artists. Most artists are big gamers, or a significant amount of artists are big gamers. Uh, We have uh, a Latin uh, superstar named Jay Wheeler, on our roster who is an avid gamer. And we just did uh, a pretty big gaming tournament with him and 18 other big Latin gamers uh, on Fortnite. And that was a few months ago. So there's always been kind of like this synergy, especially with in the sports sports games like John Madden Football, NBA 2K, and then things like Grand Theft Auto are there's always been a big synergy between the music business and the gaming world. And we sync a lot of our records into a lot of those games.
0: Well, that's got to be super cool, right? I mean, maybe if I like a game, but I like an artist, there's like two ways for me to kind of connect right there and just watch and see what they're doing. Maybe laugh a little bit if they suck a little bit, but maybe they humanize themselves as well by just having...
1: Well, we also see an uptick. If a record is really prominent in a game, you see an uptick on the streaming side. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a synergy between the two.
0: Interesting. What's the synergy with you? I mean, can you can you even play their music while they're while they're playing the game?
2: Yeah. So so for us, like we work with a number of brands. So we've worked with like uh, McDonald's, P&G. But then for someone that's really interested and ever since the, big, the inception of our company, has always been music, because for the consumer, it's one of the most. Uh, I guess enjoyable experiences and the most enjoyable ads, and we see that in the results that you you can at least see when it's a music artist and people can hear their favourite artists. So when people hear a Justin Bieber, when people hear a Nas, there's a way bigger engagement rate when they hear their voices. So we see that in terms of that music and uh, gaming uh, connection in the actual results and in comparison to um, other um, ad campaigns we run. I
0: want to hit a bit of Metaverse, Wilfred, because there's something interesting in what you're doing. Obviously, you're in gaming, you're in mobile gaming, you're in other spaces as well, but Metaverse unlocks further opportunities, correct?
2: Yeah, so I think we've seen this, right? We've seen it with like, Travis Scott in Fortnite, we've seen it with Zara Lawson in Roblox. Like, the, as Ghazi was saying, it's like there is a clear synergy between when you marry music and gaming. But for us, it's like, how can we do that in more interesting ways? So when you're in these 3D environments, how can we provide an experience where the user actually enjoys what they're hearing, they're able to discover an artist, and they're not actually feeling like, oh, I'm just being advertised to, this is annoying. And something we um, call audio mob internally, like the negative prior effect, which basically means like, I don't really care about this um, ad if it's basically interrupting me and annoying me. So whatever you're trying to sell to me is irrelevant now. So that's why we're trying to make it a bit more seamless, not interrupting, less annoying, something more relevant, and usually that starts with, uh, um, and it's more popular with artists, and hearing their favorite artists speak. It's
0: like we have two Wilfrids here, and Gazi was looking up, where is yeah. there's
2: an echo.
0: <laughs> but we're rolling with the punches, we're rolling with the punches. Um, we talked already about musicians and games, but musicians have always driven, artists have always driven new technology, right Ghazi? Sure, yeah, I mean, Creatives are
1: always on the forefront of format change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming you're alluding to Web3. Yes. And so, you know, we have a very popular metaverse artist named Teflon Sega who's been at the forefront of what's going on in Web3 for almost four years now. Wow. Uh, he came to us about four years ago and said, I don't want to be um, the typical artist anymore. And I said, I don't understand what you mean, that <laughs> I want to become an avatar. And, uh, you know, the, the marketing team looked at him like he was crazy. But within just months, it was pretty evident to us that this man had a very solid understanding of where the world was headed. And now three years later, he's performing in the metaverse. He's selling NFTs in the metaverse. He's had over hundred million streams on his music. Um, he's done quite well for himself.
0: Are you kidding me? Four years ago, he said to you, yes. I want to be an avatar. I want to be in the metaverse. I'm not sure I was thinking about metaverse four years ago. That's impressive. It was, uh, it was an Im- impressive, more impressive to see him roll it out and execute it. You know what's really interesting about that, Kazi? When you are an avatar, whether it's a totally artificial one, we've seen that in Japan, we've seen that in other places as well, or whether you create an avatar of yourself, you can have personalized experiences to some degree with fans on an individual basis, perhaps with some AI. Is that where maybe he's heading next? So he's, he's already in that space, he's purchased like the
1: suits that they use for the gaming world and he uses it to project his avatar and he shoots a lot of music videos in New York in a place called Zero Space where he can create alternate worlds and uh, insert himself into those worlds and um, we did a Spotify meeting uh, with the marketing team in Spotify and he actually showed up on the Zoom call as the avatar <laughs> and it was really interesting to see him because he never broke character you know, they said, so how long have you been doing this? And he said, I don't understand. I've always been been." (laughs) I was born four years ago. (laughs) Yeah, so it was was really interesting to see it and to see the interaction and to see people buy in to the authenticity of the way he presented it.
0: Wilfred, when you're hearing this stuff and you're hearing, you know, my avatar can be a star that just connects with you personally and you personally, what opportunities did come to your mind for your technology?
2: I think one thing we've, and there's a reason why we've always been called audio mob and not audio in gaming, and and the reason for that is we've always like, before when we, the initial initial idea of the company was streaming music into these games. So for us, like these kind of um, artists that are coming up now, make a lot of sense around these two worlds. And I think in the future, and we're already in talks with a number of different streaming platforms around how they can basically use us in an extension arm for music discovery. And it's- I think that's where it gets really interesting, where uh, um, an artist that might be um, unknown can potentially blow up and be known across all of these different games. And that actually becomes a really cool thing where they then, to, to, on Ghazi, what they're doing at Empire, you, you retain your ownership, but then it's also a more cost-effective way of you being discovered without needing um, so much support behind you. There's a lot of dots
0: connecting here because Ghazi started off saying, hey, we're, we're working with artists, they retain ownership. You're saying, hey, if they're, if they're connecting to their audience, we can be a part of that. It's really interesting, because if you think about it, a lot of ways that people connect with their audience right now, influencer-wise, whether artists or, or not, is subscription-based. right? And that works for a certain number, but obviously there's people who can't do that, and you're not going to do that for 50 artists that you follow or whatever the number might be. You could have personalized audio ads read in the voice of the avatar, personalized for the person who has signed up for that. Yeah. There's a whole new world of opportunity there. Interesting. Wilfred, talk a little bit about results. Uh, If you're doing ads, people want results. Uh, People wanna know what the, I I don't even know, click-through rate, (laughs) tap-through rate, listen-through rate is. What, What are the results that you're seeing?
2: Yeah, so with audio advertising, there's like two forms of spend. There's usually like the branding advertising, which I'm sure everyone's aware of. And what you're looking for there is usually listen through rates. So that basically just means how far into the ad did someone listen into, basically. So how engaged is that user in that ad? And what we usually see um, in a lot of our rewarded audio games is like it's usually like 92%. So users are literally following listening to this ad. And you might ask like, do they really actually ingest or digest this ad? And we, so we've done a lot of research. We actually have a white paper around this. And there's some, a few interesting things about this. So one, there's a reason why I can remember half the lyrics to Drake, God plan, God's plan. There's also a reason why we could all remember the Netflix du-dun, and we also immediately go, OK, someone's in the house is, this, is watching Netflix. And it's the sonic branding piece. And in our white paper, there's a lot of information around this, around how people actually connect with these audio cues and these audio things. So. Um, I think there is a lot of um, synergies there in terms of how you measure it. So there's first the listen free rates and then the second point I was going to make is that there's also the performance piece. So we actually and when we're working with um, Empire, was actually driving streams to the actual uh, what what we call in music the DSP. So like Apple to Spotify and uh, we did a campaign um, with Vito, an artist um, uh, on the Empire And um, what we found was there's around 10 times the uh, click-through rate than when you're using just traditional banner images. And That's because people can hear the artist, they get a clip of the song, and then they can then go, oh, that's actually quite a cool song. Let me actually click through to it. And 61% of people who are playing mobile games are also listening to audio. So that whole synergy marries through when they just flip open that app and they stream in Spotify, and then they just go back to their game, and they're consuming that uh, ad or that content.
0: It's kind of good timing for you, because with Apple's app tracking transparency and the third-party cookies going away, the Google ad identifiers going away, people, marketers, advertisers are turning to media mix modeling or other probabilistic ways of determining effectiveness, which guess what? Kind of works pretty well for what you're doing. There's also, I hear sometimes interesting things like shake your phone to click or to go to a website or something like that So there's cool things. Ghazi, let's come back to you. I want to hit the Web3 stuff again. We talked about the avatar and that was super, super cool. But we, you've also talked about doing something sort of NBA Top Shots type of thing with artists. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's
1: more on the NFT side. We've built uh, an NFT minting platform internally. Um, and we've talked about maybe minting artist moments where we take, uh, if an artist gets a gold plaque or a platinum plaque, then we can mint it and distribute it to their fans and maybe distribute it to key tastemakers. And then maybe a certain amount that you mint may have a physical component, right? Where we say, okay, uh, we minted 500 NFTs for a gold record. We minted a thousand for a platinum record, but maybe we'll mint five real plaques, physical ones, and send them out to the fans and maybe put some type of certificate of authenticity built into the um, the plaque itself. Yeah. And so you can marry a physical product to a digital product. But there's there's a lot of stuff that we've been doing in the NFT space with artists. I've been kind of dabbling, trial and error.
0: That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. It's so much more interesting to me than NFTs that just are randomly created and randomly flipped and randomly traded. An NFT that you care about, that is of somebody that you care about, is maybe of a moment that you remember from a concert yeah, or something like that. Yeah. That's incredible because that's the original collectible, right? That's the trading card, that's the the, the the souvenir that you bought. That's interesting to me. Very cool, Wilfred. What comes up when you think about that?
2: Yeah, no. So some of the things we so in our um, so we actually got our experimental lab in Abu Dhabi, on um, the 2454, which is a, a gaming and media entertainment hub. And what we're doing there is a lot of the things people are talking about and what Gazi is also talking about is around What we want to look at and as you said in gaming, I think that's one area where NFTs actually make a lot of sense So it's like what we want to do is stuff to play to earn so rather than you listen to the audio you get a reward Maybe you get an NFT in the game so you actually get a collectible and then there's actually a moment that actually people can use And then you can actually trade that or you can then grow that particular character within a game So it actually has some actual value um rather than as you said, the people just buying a lot of things and then flipping them on exchanges. So those are the kind of cool things where we look at play to earn with crypto. And then also looking at some of the marketing companies being able to pay us in crypto as well, which is also another interesting uh, thing we want to uh, explore as well.
0: And just imagine one of those NFTs that you actually earn is actually a ticket to a concert or something like that or a special you know backstage pass or something like that i mean i don't know if you can beat Ticketmaster at its own game or something like that but there's interesting things to think about there
1: we've actually done backstage passes with nfts nice yeah so we 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 actually minted an nft for an artist that was linked to a physical piece of merchandise that we shipped and the physical piece of merchandise had the QR code stitched into the hoodie, so every hoodie was one of one. But then what we did was when the artist went out on tour, since we had everybody's Ethereum addresses, we just airdropped a flyer that get said- Get out of here. If, if this is your market and you happen to be in market,
0: bring this flyer to the show and you'll get a free meet and greet. So you're actually doing Web3 marketing as right. well as delivering product there. Right,
1: because when you have all those addresses, these people have basically, you, can, you know that they're a super fan, and they've bought into the artist and you can continue to send them things. We've also done an airdrop recently where we sent a free song that was
0: never out anywhere else in the world, just only in their wallets. Because an NFT can be anything. It can be a little game, it can be an audio file, it can be a lot of different things. So cool, our time is out here. 30 seconds, future of audio ads and gaming, Wilfred?
2: Oh, I think the future is gonna be game takeovers where you'll have an artist being able to take over a whole mobile game or a whole actual console game.
0: Wow, very cool.
2: Thank you so much for making the trek out to this
0: stage. Thank you guys for wonderful.